You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the moves that the Bulls did make on draft day, an update to Lonzo Ball, and the presser afterwards from AK and Eversley that released some information. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're at your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Da- download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze, and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN One Thousand. And you know when the arms out. The fun's out. We're about to have fun. Uh, <laughs> Could have said guns out, funds. I ain't got no guns uh, out, no, funds out. Small caliber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago uh, Bulls Central, Chicago Bears Central. But let's get into it. So, Pat, the Bulls did end up trading into the draft. They made us wait wait until the second round. They traded up. Uh, we're into the draft at the 35 overall pick to draft Julian Phillips. This is a Ford out of t- Tennessee. How you feeling about this selection? Um, he's an interesting one. It's it's tough, right? Because everybody sitting here was like, oh, we went out and got a forward to can't shoot. Realistically, he didn't take a ton of shots. He was a six shot per game type of guy. He attacked the basket a ton. I think he had good length, uh, getting down or uh, and used it well to get downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a solid, def- a really good defender. I think he's a defender that he could guard threes and fours right now in the NBA. I don't know if he'll be like dominant at it, but he could come in and he already has a skill set that could be used now. Um, I don't, I don't hate the pick. I I think that he's a solid AK type of piece. And when people look at his shooting, remember, you only have the one year at Tennessee to go off of, and then you have to go back to those AAU tapes. And you know what? Amon Shumpert has said something that is very interesting on this same front. He says high school ball translates more to NBA ball because there's less system involved and more ability to create. When this young man had more ability to create, when he had more ability to uh, have the ball in his hand and put up more shots, he shot the ball at a higher percentage. The shots that he was getting were the, I'm out in the corner knocking this mug down when somebody kicks it out to me, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not I'm walking in, being able to control, set up how I want to set up, pull up how I want to pull up. So I think that there's upside for him offensively. I think defensively he comes in ready to work. And uh, I think he's a pretty good finisher around the cup as well. I, I'm I'm not mad at this as a second round pick. Little what is he six six eight six yeah little little six nine six nine you know he's probably gonna be our center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean a little undersized center uh, action for him probably coming his way, but I'm I'm not mad at it. It's it's not a bad pick for a second round pickup. No, it's not a bad pick. I mean you you come in you basically get uh, for all intents and purposes a younger, more athletic to a degree, Derek Jones Jr. with more upside. He is DJJ. Yeah, and and I mean, Mark Eversley talked about that. Like they were like, did DJJ leave it play a part in this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried to act like no. He was like, yeah, you know, we we when we were looking at who was available, we thought about that. A no, you thought about that a lot. Uh, you were like, I, we need another DJJ. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna be our small skinny guy that plays center? But the the biggest question here is is are they gonna play him right? And that's that's the question. Now I know you said guard threes and fours. Like Julian Phillips can guard one through four. 
and he has that capability to do it. Um, and if, if he's going to get on the court early, it's going to be the defense because of the defense that's played. And because when you look at it right now, unless like you like you alluded to on yesterday's episode, unless Marco Simonovic is in the plan to play power forward minutes, we're going to have to have somebody to play some power forward minutes outside of P-Will. So uh, he's probably, he may, be, may get a chance to get a crack at. Yeah. No, I, I think that um, th- this is the weird part about it, right? Like I could see him seeing the floor before Marco. Yeah, of course. Like I said, because of the defensive ability, uh, yeah. same similar to the way that Io got on the court. Um, you know, the the Bulls want guys. The Bulls want the Raptors. That's that's the thing. The Bulls want. They want four, five guys on a team and and a point guard that can guard one through four. Uh, that the the other four guys can guard one through five. Yeah, you know I mean, like that, that's what that's what the Bulls are looking for here. Um. I, I like the Julian Phillips pickup. I think that um, he'll be able to make a quick impact. I'll ask you this, though. Were there players on the board who you would have taken over Julian Phillips at that pick? Yes, there's actually a couple of them. Um, a One is Imani Bates. I think me and you both have been high on him going through this draft process and looking at him, and I know he ended up getting selected in the 40s somewhere, so he went considerably further down than even this pick um but he's definitely somebody that i that i would have taken a look at around that area i also think amari bailey is somebody that i would have took a look at especially because he's a point guard comes in at a position of need but maybe ak neversley aren't worried about guard because they know they're going to get their guard target maybe in free agency um and then gg jackson is another one that i would have definitely looked at before julian phillips yeah i i thought there was a lot more offense out there yeah especially with Imani Bates. Um, I think Imani Bates could come in at this next level and be, I know everybody's like, he's not a point guard, Pat. Why do you want him? It was like, cause he can be a point guard. Imani Bates can handle the basketball. Imani, well, Imani Bates, Bates is not a point. Like you got to get over this. Anybody who can handle the point guard, the ball can be a point. Imani Bates is not going to be a point Listen, guard. At the is, he a, is he a position point guard? No. But can he bring the ball up? Can he set up an offense? Yes. I mean, we well, we got that in P. Will, and we don't use it as long as Demar Derozan's on the on the the roster. There's nobody else that's now the true point guard listen, that's going to be bringing the listen, ball. Up. Whether they use it or not is a whole <laughs> different conversation. <laughs> I watched PG play point guard for half a season. It works, you know what I mean? Like, I just I I, I see. I, I thought Imani Bates could have been a, an answer for you as another guy who's able to come in, penetrate, be able to attack. Thought he fell way too far in the draft, way too far in the draft. Like, I don't care about the off the court stuff. I just don't. Um, but I mean, it is what it is to me. You know what I mean? I, I think that I'm not mad. <laughs> uh, Kid said this. He said it's very similar to the Kyler Gordon pick. It's not a bad pick, but there's players on the board that I'd have rather seen in a Bulls jersey today. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like, and Gigi Jackson is definitely one that stands out to me more so than anyone else is just because if you were going to go athletic forward, Gigi Jackson to me has more offensive upside. He's younger at 18 and a half years old, one of the youngest players in this draft, and he has that skill set where he has the size, the shooting, still the seven-foot wingspan, can get out in transition, and is a little bit more of a traditional rim protector as well. So I really thought when the Bulls traded into that and we got that, I was like, oh, Gigi Jackson is going to be the pick. And it it wasn't, but uh, hey, I mean, listen, maybe they see something that we don't. But yeah, I think I look at Gigi Jackson, and I'm like, he's the one to me. If you wanted that nice defense offense potential at that power forward position, he should have been the one, in my opinion. He, he's uh, to me, 
all the guys that were selected or that weren't selected in this situation, all are AK guys. They're all oh, the types a lot of, of guys. Second that, guys. Yeah, we're AK. Yeah, guys. I mean, like the, all the types of guys that we we talked about possibly going out and getting. I mean, you, you even talk about. Uh, um, oh Lord, hold on, let me look it up again. I I ain't got his name committed to memory yet. Uh, Adama Sango, um, yeah. absolutely is an AK guy. I think that he fits with this team really well. I thought that that was, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is tough to say because we drafted one. I think he's the better player. I think he's the better player. Now, I don't I, I don't know what an age on him is. I don't know if he's mad young or because, again, uh, Julian Phillips, 19 years old. He played one year of, of college ball. Julian Phillips is about to come in and be the next type of Dalen Terry player. He's a stash player. He's gonna probably not going to see a ton of time on the court next season because they're going to give Dalen minutes, stuff like that. Like he has an ability to get on the court, but you're probably not going to see him. Um, but Eamon uh, or Adama, Adama Sango. Let me see. Sanago. 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 It's S A N O G O. So that's Sanago. 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 Sanogo. But uh, I mean, he's 20, <laughs> the thing with him, the reason why he felt older, 21 years old. Um, he also, while he can older. score down low and give you some some rebounding, yeah. he's he's just he's a guy that you can see like the work ethic. He may find a, a a place in the NBA for sure, but I don't think like he went undrafted for a reason, and I do think that there is a bigger potential of him not to make it than what it is for Julian Phillips because Julian Phillips has that defense defensive versatility at the bare minimum you you project him to be a nice defender at the yep. next level uh adama's at, while still has a ton of upside it's just it's not as clear of a fit in the modern nba because he's not a stretch a threat to stretch the floor at all also at 6'9 uh 245 pounds there's some issues with like the age and the mobility there but i still like him as a draft pick too i like i seen his highlights i looked at him and i'm like hey I like this. He's gonna he's gonna get a lot of G League highlights this year because uh, I don't know if he's gonna you know crack the the NBA rotation, but he's definitely got to watch to see how that development goes across for him and if he uh, eventually makes his way to the to the actual Bulls. Yeah, I, to me, I, I look at his game as a I'm I watched him and I was like, oh, that's young Thad Young. That's a very young Thad Young. He he does a great job creating at the top of the key. He does a great job in pick and roll situations, finding guys off of that pick and roll out in the corner. Shooters open, although it'd be nice to have some shooters that are open and that can knock down shots, I guess. So maybe he won't fit here because we don't have that. Um, did a good job to me finishing around the rim. Walls up really well for a dude that's 6'9". Like, he's got that, like, he he. I see him landing in the NBA between some, somewhere between where Thad Young and Draymond Green is. I don't think mm. he'll be as good as Draymond, but he could be. But I think he's that mold of a player. I'm. It's gonna be like who was old boy we had last year in summer league? Um, uh, that young African kid who uh, he, I think all his brothers played in in the uh, NBA. Remember we had we had him in summer league and he was like killing. He was a I don't center. Even remember anymore? I can't even think of his name. And we was like, we actually should keep him over Marco. And of course, we kept Marco. But because I mean, Marco had the guaranteed deal, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was somebody's brother. I know exactly who you're talking I about. Can't I think can't think of his name. name now. All I'm um, thinking is Mbaba Mute. <laughs> it's not it's, it. Wow, it's no, not it's, it. not a, it's not Mbaba Mute. But uh, I mean, listen. Overall, I like that the Bulls went in and they got came in and they made some moves in the draft, and we'll see what those moves end up turning into. But next up, we're going to talk about an update that came out of Acme's presser about Lonzo Ball, and something that me and Pat have been telling you guys is going to happen for a while. But before we do that, got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. 
Bird Dog Stretch Khaki Shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog Shorts uh, do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dog Fix... This issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking a fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. All right, Pat, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, AK said what well, we've, we've been telling Bulls fans for a while. Lonzo is not coming back next season. They're not expecting him. Now, he did say, oh, we do hope that he's going to get back on the court eventually, but he's not coming back next season. Now, the reason why I do want to point this out, and one of the main reasons it's a topic is because so much the communication was so bipolar when it came to Lonzo Ball last year. Oh, he's making progress. He's looking good. Oh, he actually had a setback. Oh, he's actually not running. Oh, here's a video of him running on a treadmill, but he can't walk up steps. Like, it was so all over the place that I'm glad that they are coming in and basically saying he's not playing. Basically, just stop asking us. He's not yeah. coming back this season. How do you feel about that message delivered by AK? I'm glad it was delivered early because it tells me, okay, now we know what you need to do going into um, free agency. And AK and and him and Mark Eversley talk. By the way, McCour Maker, McCour Maker, you're McCour Maker, McCour Maker. Um, man, he's still putting up numbers. They said this man put up 28, 13, and three down in the G League. God damn, let me get this man. Shout out to uh, him. but uh, I, I'm I'm glad that they they have this understanding. They're putting it out there early because I think they got caught with a. Oh, you can't say that in twenty. You can't say that. Can't Woo! say that. You knew where I was going, though. Knew you exactly where, where you were going, bro. Thank God you just saved our jobs <laughs> hey, yet again. Hey. Uh, keep it moving. <laughs> I think they got caught a little unprepared last season. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> because they believed that Lonzo Ball was going to come back. Uh man, like, why'd my dad like rear up right there? Like, what was that? Like, I took it back with that one. I was about to go back to the 60s. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think uh at the end of the day, I'm I'm not surprised by this. I'm glad we got it out of the way. Me and you have been saying this for a while. My man's had somebody else's knee put in his knee. Cadaver cartilage thought he was playing. Like, why is this a surprise today? Now, if we want to talk about, was it a bad signing? Is this, should we have known, you know, with the knee injuries before, should we have taken this big of a risk? Is that a, I'm willing to have all of those conversations. The surprise for me is wild, <laughs> but uh, I think here's, here's something else. I'll, I'll say this. Well, it, when you heard the Lonzo news, who was the player that instantly popped in your mind, knowing the kind of money that we have to go after now? Um, I won't. I can't say that a specific player did. I mean, I'm still on the Dejounte Murray and Trey Jones train. Those are I'll the two that, that I'm focused on. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take that all day, every day, yeah. brother. I think. I think here's here's what's funny. The biggest news is we now know what the luxury tax threshold is. Yeah. We've never known that before. <laughs> Apparently, Jerry and Michael, I don't know if they wanted this news out there either. <laughs> AK being a little honest. Mike, uh, 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 AK said that Jerry and Michael have always been very open with him yeah. and said that if you were between four and six, we're willing to go into the luxury tax. And 
you know what? You know why I respect that so much? Realistically, is because we've always heard the th- quote that we've had for like a decade now is willing to pay the luxury tax for a contender, and that's always left. Do we have to become a contender first? Then you're then we we can pay. Is it that for yeah. a team that we that the the upward trajectory is to become a contender? To know now, if we fall between four and six, where we can retain our free agents, that says to me, okay, because if you're between four and six, especially in the modern NBA. You could look. You can. You can work yourself into thinking I'm one move away. I'm one, one move, move away. away. And I get it, right? Like, why am I paying in the luxury? Well, I guess you're already in the luxury tax if you're top three, right? So to me, the bigger conversation is and maybe, and we'll revisit this probably on a future episode. But the bigger conversation is: Should they have gone into the luxury tax last season? Should when you were six? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like yeah. I, I think that there were bigger conversations that came out of this presser to me than Lonzo Ball's not gonna be there. If you thought Lonzo Ball was gonna play next season, you're mm. just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I, and uh, you know, I've been trying. I have personally been trying to go through personal growth. I've been trying not to come at people as left of I, as I usually have. But I will say this: like for the people that are still holding out hope that Lonzo Ball is gonna return to the Chicago Bulls uniform, here's what I'm gonna tell you: stop. That's it. Stop. Let it go. It's not happening. Hey, we need the Michael. How do we not? Either of us have the Michael Jordan sound on our soundboard. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Get, Get some, some help. help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. That is hilarious. Um, was there anything else from the presser outside of the Lonzo news that really stuck out to you? Here's here's uh my my biggest thing that I want to get your opinion on as, as our resident capologist. Mm-hmm. Um AK said he will extend qualifying offers to Kobe and Io. Yep. Um, which is, you know, big news. Love that. Mm-hmm. He also said that they will address shooting and point guard in uh, free agency. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mathematician, but that don't work. It does. How that work? Because if you if you sign Kobe White to anything, so let's say the Vooch $22 million, which apparently we also got word yesterday that he's he is willing to give the Bulls a hometown discount. So I don't know if the $22 million is the hometown discount or not. If that's a hometown discount, we got to talk, Vooch. But with that said, <laughs> um, if you re-sign Vooch at, at $22 million, we're just going to use that because that's what was released. If right. you re-sign Kobe at $12 million, $12.5 million, $13 and and uh, Iota qualifying offer, I think it's four, four and a half, five, five. five. That, that you still have 11, at that point, $11 million of the full $12.5 million uh, mid-level exception to you. So you can still go out and add a point. To me, that means that the point guard and shooting have to be in the same person, though. Hmm. Yeah, because you, I'll tell you what, uh, we also now know we ain't going into the luxury tax this year. But. No, not this year. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, here, here's the thing that I want to, okay. So, with that said, do you think that AK, with that now said of the precedent of, the precedent of four to six is your range to be able to maintain your free agents? Do the Bulls now try to make that move? Not to necessarily go into the luxury tax, but do they look at a, at a Caruso move or a different move to go out and get their point, their starting point guard? Because Zoe ain't coming back. And then at that point, you have a full season with your new starting level point guard. You add in whatever veteran minimum you can find, whatever it is. And then next season, you try to make that move and to go into the luxury tax. Because keep in mind, DeMar's contract comes off the books. The Bulls at that point probably will file for the disabled or career-ending injury exception for Lonzo. Because at that, the reason why they didn't file this year is that 
if you remove $20 million from the books, which is Lonzo's contract, the Bulls are still over the cap. So they don't really get any additional spending power yeah. other than being able to use their exceptions. Next year with DeMar coming off the books, and if you remove Lonzo's contract, I believe the last thing that I saw, the Bulls can give anywhere between 25 to $32 million underneath the salary cap, which then they can really go out and get free agents. Do you think they do that this offseason? We'll talk about that on the other side because we got a whole nother segment about uh, Acme's presser. Let's keep this thing going, man. But first, I got to tell you guys about game time. You like that segue right there? We're getting better at this every day. They can't stop us. They can only hope to contain us. Uh, here's the thing. Game time is the perfect place to go for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And listen, fellas, y'all know most of us, right? There's, there's a few of us that do a, a lot of great planning, you know, years in advance before we go to an event. Most of us be like, Hey, let me look the day of and see what's going on with that. Or like, I, I give you a week. Yeah, I mean, a week ahead of time, I'm buying tickets for stuff. Well, now you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. You find your ticket in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country. Get images of your seat before you buy it, which is huge. I'm not going to lie to you, bro, because like, I know some people that have gotten really expensive tickets and they were sitting behind a pillar. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a tough day. That's a tough day. Um, you you, you want to make sure you know exactly what to expect when you arrive Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps in your set tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. Can you even still get paper tickets? I haven't had a paper ticket in probably at least six years, bro. That's crazy, man. They, they wiped that whole industry out. Snag the <laughs> tickets without the stress. Uh, with Game Time, download the Game Time app and create an account and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I also got to tell y'all about Prize Picks. <laughs> Had to get that second ad read up, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, y'all already know how prize picks works, man. I mean, you you pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's you versus the projections available. Prize picks projections offer uh, offer projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, MLB, uh, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, a whole bunch of sports. Make sure that you're getting tuned in with prize picks because your entries can be made in 60 seconds to less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states. Download the prize pick app and go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive up to 100% deposit match, up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, you get 100. If you deposit 50, you get 50. Don't forget the promo code is locked on at sign up. For an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right, last topic of the day. More stuff on the AK presser, the AK and Acme presser. Um, but uh, so I left off on a question at the end of the last segment. You ready to give that answer now, Mister uh, the Designer? Mister the Designer. <laughs> uh, I signed my checks that way. I don't. <laughs> they don't send me checks. Um. I think here's the thing with all of the exceptions that the Bulls could make. 
Would I be interested in the scenario that you laid out? Yes, 100%. But just because it's not to make the team dominant this season. You've got to find a way to position yourself for next offseason. And I think that the scenario you laid out positions the Bulls best to still be competitive this season and be in a better position heading into your next offseason. Like that's that's what I think a lot of Bulls fans don't like. We want that instant gratification, right? We want yeah. we want to see 50 wins this season. That's what we might see 50 wins this season. We don't freaking know. Like well, they might keep playing like they did the second half of the season. All of a sudden we're sitting here looking around like, who's this guy? <laughs> like, it's great and watch it it's, it's like it's led by like Dalen Terry Patrick Williams and Marco Simonovich like and we're just like man what the hell what the hell just happened bro you here? know what I mean like that's what and, and that's the thing about it right like here, here's the tough here's the part I want everybody to understand about the NBA last season it was weird we have not seen a season like that realistically uh, most of the teams that were supposed to be these teams that were going to take a step all of them basically didn't most of the young players that were pretty good rookies came out in their second year and were kind of cheeks. <laughs> like, there was so much parity last year in the league that just didn't make set. The Miami Heat went to the finals. From being a playing team. Like, it didn't make sense. So I guarantee you there are a ton of GMs around this NBA, especially in the Eastern Conference, that looked around and was like, what can we really do here? I still don't have answers on what I think this team is long-term because this was the weirdest season of all time. I saw more teams that were subpar teams just get a burst of, all right, we just going to kick your butt tonight. Houston, like, dominated Milwaukee one game, didn't they? Like, like there was the, <laughs> it's the, this was the weirdest season I've ever experienced in my life. And so I think because of that, there's a lot of, like, okay, let's see if that was, like, the real thing, like, if how the refs are calling it new stuff. Like, that's really what this team is, or is there more to this team that there that we don't know? There's a lot of teams that are doing that. It's just that we only talk about the Chicago Bulls, so we focus mostly on that. It, it, I'm not – you have to position yourself to be successful this season, try and be as successful as possible, but I think AK's mindset is all about, okay, what are we going to do to second? DeMar's money's off the books. Lonzo's money's off the books. And I think, you know, kind of hearing that presser, that's the vibe that I got from it. Now, I will ask you this. They asked AK about all the trade rumors around here. We've, mm -hmm. Me and you have been big on, ain't nobody getting traded, bro. We running this thing yep. back. We're going to stop playing with it. When they asked AK about Zach Levine, they said he's been included in all of these trades. Should the Chicago Bulls, or are, are the Chicago Bulls listening on these trades, basically? Are they willing mm -hmm. to make a move? And if I'm asking this question about Bron, if I'm asking this question about KD, if I'm asking this question about Jokic, number one's on the team, right? You're instantly like, bro, stop talking. Like, we're not trading. Nikola Jokic. Like, all right, let's, let's stop having this conversation. Mm -hmm. We're not trading this guy. AK went, well, you know, Zach stuck around a little bit after, and now he's working with the trainers. He wasn't happy with the results last season, and, uh, you know, he's just doing a lot of off-season work. You know, he's already working with the trainers out West, so we'll see what he comes back as. Not a glowing endorsement of your number one on your team here. Uh, 
Is there is AK maybe a little more open to trading Zach than we've given him credit on? I think I think there's more open, but only in the right deal. Just like I think that they were open to trading Alice Caruso, but everything that they heard, they don't like. I don't think they're actively just looking for Zach Levine deals. I think in an effort to try to improve the team, if that right deal, for example, if, if Portland would have came with Scoot fail, hey, listen, Dame don't want Scoot. We want it, we want it, we want. We want Zach Levine to pair with Dame. Will y'all take Scoot and some filler? Can we can we get Zach? I think AK would have said, thank you kindly. I'm going to wrap Zach Levine up in a nice bow. We're going to make sure we freeze that knee so that knee doesn't, there's no problems with that knee before he gets there. And we will gladly take Scoot Henderson. Um, <laughs> but I think other, other than something that, that drastically changes the future of the team, meaning a prospect that you feel like you can build around, whether it's somebody who's been in the league for a couple of years or it was somebody in the draft, anything less than that, they're not trading Zach Levine. It's tough because I, I mean, are you still maybe talking to Portland? Portland I mean, still though. Portland still has no idea what they're doing. Oh no, I think Portland knows what they're doing. I think Portland. I think Portland is playing the biggest game of chicken with Dame Lillard to say, listen, we can't trade you. If we trade you before you ask for it, it's going. Everybody's going to crap on us. But guess what? We're not going to do. We're not going to trade these young pieces that you don't want to play with because guess what? Don't nobody want to come here. So we need to develop our young pieces. And we, and I told you, I already told you guys, when training camp comes, Damon's going to get on the phone. Who all over there? It's, it's a bunch of, they 19 and 20 years old. All right, yeah, I don't want to be there no more. That's what they're waiting to happen. He, he's got to, he's got to make the decision. They can't get rid of their young pieces. Me and Kia talked about this on. It's, it would be, it, it, I, I don't, I don't know. If we, suicide. Bro, I don't know if we talked about this on the video. Maybe we talked about this after, but he laid out this scenario where like, right, like they basically send back shade and sh I, I said, I'm calling you. You sending me Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, and Scoop. You uh, and you take the protection off of your pick, and we got a deal. <laughs> and he literally was like, "Yeah, why wouldn't they do that?" And I was like, "Cause they have no future. Yeah, like, they have no future. There's nothing point. left there. Like I, I don't. I get it in the sense of we can re-sign this guy. We can, you know, we can add to this team. And I got Dame and Zach, and I can build around this team. But that team's got what three years, maybe." I guess a bird in the hands worth two in the bush, but I don't know. I, I, I don't see that when I don't see that making sense. And we we've heard that Zach Levine's not open to going to the Knicks. I just thought it was interesting that AK basically <laughs> gave you an endorsement of, Hey, if y'all want Zach, he working right now. <laughs> He's putting in that work. Uh, I didn't quite take it that way. I understand your take on that completely. Um, I just I didn't necessarily took it take it that way. I took that as a y'all know y'all know we open like we not necessarily trying to send them away, but y'all know that we listening. And yeah. it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. But I also think that the Bulls right now are listening on everybody. I think they are listening on everything. And if anybody strikes that perfect deal that they want, because I tell you what, this is what I'll say: there, AK is not going to get caught in another Vooch deal. He's going to make sure he outwardly wins any deal that he sends out one of the big three for. He's going to make sure he does that. He's not going to get caught with his pants down. He, I thought we, we just said that we can't make that. Um, oh, see, that's okay. I feel like that's okay. Oh, uh, well. Caught know, with his yeah. pants down, I feel like it's cool. The one I was going to say is, is definitely Listen, not cool. I just, I just watched that Jared from Subway documentary, bro. All right. Bro. <laughs> that was, that was, that made me realize, hey, man, some jokes just don't need to be said. Bro. Hey, man. I mean, listen, never mind. Uh, <laughs>
Let's get out of here, man. Speaking of uh Zion Williams. <laughs> and I just had to get it in there. Have yeah, we I, you have you used that sound clip on on every episode since it came out at least once? Yes. Okay. That's I will true. guarantee that. Yeah. I, I'm trying, I'm trying to get myself to a point where I get sick of it, but it hits every time. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like trying to get myself to a point where I'm sick of it. That's oh funny. man. But no, I uh um I think we got a we got a lot of information out of this press conference. And I don't know if everybody realized how much because because the Lonzo news was like, oh my God, Lonzo's not gonna be back. It's like who didn't notice? But like the luxury tax threshold. Extended qualifying offers to Kobe and Io. Disabled, uh, uh, they'll decide on the disabled player exception later. Basically, is what he said. Um, addressing shooting and free and point guard from free agency. Like, I, I guess we're going to get D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Hey, I wouldn't even be surprised at this point, bro. I know D'Angelo Russell is going to try to get a deal between eighteen and twenty million dollars, yeah. but I, all I'm saying is that. I think that there is a world in which a, a scenario in which considering some of the trades that went down and somehow the guard positions that we expected teams to be looking for guards went out and got them. I would not be surprised that D'Angelo Russell may have to settle. Here's, here's the interesting thing about D'Angelo Russell. I think you just have to have a team around him to where he doesn't have to take shots and can facilitate, but man, he'll disappear on the court. Oh, for, absolutely. I mean, he will just disappear on a court. And I, I don't want a dude that's going to just disappear. Like, give me give me that uh, last year Brooklyn Nets D-Lo where he was like 21 and 7. But see, I think like this, if if you sign D-Lo, you'd be like, we're giving you a 2 plus 1. And I think you for D-Lo to get the best version of him, he has to be in a contract year every year. We may see D-Lo sign <laughs> one plus ones for the rest of his career. Because then, like, that's what you get the best out of. I need bro. that one and one out of you, brother. <laughs> I'm going to keep giving you this one and one. Oh, man. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all for showing love. Follow us on everything. At Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything. At Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe out there, man. Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. This is the last episode for this week. We will be back next week talking more about what the Bulls could be doing in free agency. Has Vooch re-signed by then? We'll be talking about that if that ever does happen as well. And prepping you guys for free agency. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls, and we out here. Peace, y'all. Peace.